Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer. Joined as always by Sheldon Williams, the landlord. Sheldon, uh, today I, I'm recording. I'm in Chicago still recording this morning after last night's Champions Classic. We got a big win to talk about for the Blue Devils, don't we? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not even gonna complain about the weather. Uh, today's a nice day, you know. Regardless, it's 50 degrees outside. Today is a nice day. It's great to wake up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, after after the Arizona game, there was a lot of you know doubts thrown in and well, what's wrong and. Uh, got kind of physically pushed around a little bit, didn't rebound well. Boy, the rebounding changed dramatically last night. Um, Caleb Foster had a big game off the bench, whereas they had no uh, uh, point production off the bench against Arizona. Last night, you know, Foster comes in and has 18 off the bench. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a lot different. And uh, we're going to get into breaking that down and everything. And really uh, talking a lot about the lessons this team has learned over the, the first two, three games. I mean, two big games. And Shire talked last night about how He's learned more about this team through three games than he has just about any other team he's had or been part of because of the way they've been challenged. So uh, we're going to talk about that a lot today on on the episode. But uh, first, I want to remind everybody that uh, our podcast, even Duke podcast, is sponsored, as always, by Bet Online. Uh, the uh, last of the major pro sports leagues is off and running. College basketball is going. Uh, you know, we got uh, hockey, hockey, NBA. NFL, it's all going. Bet online remains the top spot for your live betting action and contests. Uh, NFL, college football, UFC, all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is where the game starts. So yeah, just uh, watching the game last night, Sheldon. What were kind of some of your quick takeaways from uh, you know what impressed you or what, what you saw against Michigan State? Yeah, coming into the game, uh, watching the game, I was very interested to see how we were going to respond after that Arizona loss. And uh, again, we didn't play super bad anything like that against Arizona. But this, like you kind of hit, you, uh, you know, kind of mentioned this already. This is kind of like the first time I remember a Duke team playing, you know, this type of schedule early on, you know, especially the first three games of the season. And the fact that these guys showed their character and responded back the way I thought, you know, a Duke team was respond back. And yes, it was kind of a, ugly looking game early on because it was low scoring, you know, throughout the first, you know, what, 10 minutes was like nine, nine, it's like that, whatever. But the fact that, you know, we came in and we were being physical, we might've been a little bit too ready because we was turning the ball over a little bit in the first, you know, 10 minutes. So we might've been a little bit too amped up and too ready, but I, I, I was very impressed with how the team responded and you showed that everybody was trying to, you know, you know, get back what they didn't do for the previous game against uh, Arizona, Arizona. You know, you missed the word response and that's something that John Shire mentioned quickly in his, his post-game comments to us last night was, you know, Duke obviously doesn't win every game you want to, but 
but he said this program is known for its response. It's all about, you know, you get knocked down, you get right back up. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't go on a long losing streak. You don't let one loss beat you twice kind of thing, you know? Right, right. And um, so last night was a great example of that where, you know, they were staring down the barrel of being one and two, right? It was a real possibility. Yeah. You're playing another ranked well, team. Well, both teams. Both teams were. Yeah, both two ranked teams. Yeah, both teams yeah. were right. And it yeah. be in Michigan State. That, that, that yeah. happened to them. Um, they shot really poorly in the first half. They heated up in the second half. But, um, you know, once Duke took the lead, they never gave it up. It never mm-hmm. Michigan State never caught up to them. They got within three a couple of times and made it, you know, game pressure. But Duke responded every time. Every time they got down. Uh, Caleb Foster hit a big shot, stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. um, really, uh, you know, taught us that, okay, this team has that, has that DNA, right? Has that, that toughness that, that you really need yeah. to have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, that's been Duke's uh, MO throughout the years where we still have a little bit of edge to ourselves. You know, um, we carry ourselves with a chip on our shoulder, uh, you know, stemming from, you know, our coach, Coach K now, you know, John Shire. So that's been in Duke DNA, regardless who puts the jersey on, that's been still, you know, year after year. The fact that these guys, these young guys are getting it, you know, quote unquote baptized early on into this culture, you know, they really, really, you know, thrown into the fire and they responded really well, which I was very impressed with because there's not teams nowadays that have, you know, super veteran teams in it for Duke. So for them to have this, you know, response, I was very intrigued. I mean, going into it, you know, uh, the State Farmers Champion Classic, I know our record is eight and five, uh, four and one against uh, Michigan State. So I was feeling pretty good about, uh, come off that loss to Arizona that we will be okay. I know that, you know, Michigan State plays a tough physical game, sometimes grind out, but we we were able to grind out with them. We, you know, we had a flip, had two fouls in the first half, and guess what happened? We went on that run, 12-2, and all of a sudden, like, yeah, we need flip, but we're going to take it over until flip comes back, and they sure did that, and uh, went on a 12-2 run. I was very impressed with that. I was like, okay, so we don't have to rely just on flip trying to make big plays. We have, you know, other people on the team that actually can, you know, take it to the next level and let flip, you know, catch his breath, get his, you know, his uh, his rest a little bit, and then kind of go from there. And I know it's a game of runs. You know, Duke is always known for that Patton, you know, Duke run. So it's almost like a, yeah. all right, we're waiting for it. We're waiting for it. When it's going to happen? And we start seeing something like that at the half. I was like, okay, you know, there you go. We have ended the, the first half well, and we know that, Michigan State is a good team because they was in the top five uh, preseason rankings. So we know they're going to make their run too, which they did in the second half. But we yeah. wind up never, like you said, never really losing the lead. And that was something that I was very impressed with, especially with Caleb Foster. I mean, he had back-to-back threes uh, that really opened the game up, you know, almost from the same spot. You know, one was a flip mm-hmm. out, uh, flip, pass the ball out to him. When he got a double yep. team, another one was on a proctor drive. But it was, it was great to see this guy who didn't score. Oh, I'm sorry. I think he did score last game. He didn't. Did he score last game? He didn't take no. a shot. Didn't take he a didn't shot. Take okay. A shot, didn't so, score. Yeah. So didn't, didn't score last game. And all of a sudden, let me find out. He kind of did like a Larry Bird where he's like, you know what? I'm about to play against the Lakers. I'm saving my right hand uh, for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> and just score you know, against Portland with my left hand. So let me find out. He was over here saving all his shots for uh, Michigan State on a big stage in uh, in Chicago. <laughs> he was, man. He wanted all the NBA scouts to be there, all that kind of stuff, right? All... <laughs> big game. Big game on a big stage, for sure. And um, <clears throat> we're going to get to foster a lot of that. I, I do want to talk about the um, – 
the the offensive flow when Flip was on the bench. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Mark Mitchell stepped in and had you know had some some points inside there. Duke was having trouble getting the ball inside and getting getting paint touches and getting some uh, high percentage shots early in that game right. uh, last night. And so when Flip went out, you thought, uh oh, like he's their big scorer. Or what's going to happen? And yeah. it almost, you know, it's not a knock on him and any stress of the imagination. He had he ended up having a great game, but the team was able to find some flow without him. Like they almost allowed Mitchell to have some freedom to move here and move there and do some things. And um, that's, that's a really good sign because that means that they don't have to count on flip for everything. Mm-hmm. And that's really, let's face it against Arizona. He was the majority of the offense. Right. That, right. that was a problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, we were at times, it seemed like it was kind of going only to him because he's like, okay, flip, save us type, you know, type thing. And now that we are getting other guys to have a chance to, you know, shine a little bit, I think uh, it was great because, you know, Proctor uh, wound up having a good game, having 13 points, six uh, rebounds, six assists. Uh, Caleb, obviously, you already said, with 18 points. Uh, Mark Mitchell had 13. Even Young, uh, Ryan Young came in with eight and seven. You know, uh, we didn't shoot the best uh, three-point-wise. I think it was like 27% um, three-point-wise. Um, yeah. but, the, but the fact that we were attacking the basket and we got to the free-throw line. The free-throw line was a big thing right there. Like, uh, I, I want to say, I think I wrote it down somewhere. It was, uh, did we, did we get 30? Uh, 24 for 30. 24, 24 for 30. For 30. Yep. Yeah, yeah, 80% from the free-throw line. You know, uh, we took advantage of all the fouls that they were, you know, because we knew they were going to be a physical game. But that's what really stood uh, separate, you know, from the game where we were able to take care of being aggressive, getting to the line, and making them pay for fouling us. And that was a, a big deal for us. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we were able to keep that lead because we was able to convert on all our, three, uh, all our free throws. No question. Mark Mitchell was not at a nine from the free throw line. And yeah. you know, that run in the first half – a lot of his points were from the free throw, and he was getting in there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to get the basket, but he got fouled. Then he right, right. at the line. So right. um, that was a big part of what was going on there. So definitely, uh, he drew. I, I got the stats here. He was he was fouled six times in the game. Mark Mitchell was more than any, uh, any other player for Duke. So uh, that's Philip Flip was fouled five times. So they were getting them all inside. Right. And, uh, Ryan Young drew four fouls. I'm just looking at here. So yeah. it was the inside guys that were right getting yeah, their position. Yeah. The paint guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's we were we, we shot forty five percent in uh from from the field, um. But yep. the fact that you know we were we were making a point of trying to get to the basket, making them pay, get closer, not settling, even though their shots wasn't going in for us from the you know deep ball, but we were actually not relying just on three point shots. We was actually attacking the basket, and I think that's what I saw us growing. Even though it's the third game in, I think that we grew. Um, just on that aspect alone, where we're not just relying on just uh, we're going to be a shooting team. Yeah, and you missed the, the turnovers. I think mean, Duke had eight turnovers in the first ten minutes. Yeah, only finished with thirteen. Only five turnovers the rest of the game. The other the other thirty minutes of the game. So yeah, that's um, why I say I thought that we were a little bit too amped up and too ready to yeah, go. To, yeah, you know, kind of take a deep breath, kind of calm down. I mean, I'm sure they had some uh, some good meetings after that Arizona game and some really good practices as well, too. So I'm sure they were really waiting to get back and wanting to do so well. Sometimes it happens like that where you want to do so well that sometimes you kind of get ahead of yourself and now you got to sit here. That's when a, a good veteran guy come in, but hey, all right, you know, we, we good right now. Just go ahead and take your time. 
you know, set the play up, let the game come to you. Don't have to force it. There's, there might be some times you got to force, force things, but let the game come to you. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't have that problem because Michigan State wasn't really taking advantage of that either. And our defense is kind of, you know, slowing them down too. So, but like I said, that first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, this is such a big 10 game. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> rock fight, baby. It was a rock yeah, fight. Yeah, was, yeah, Come on, somebody going to score. Right. Because um, then at one point they went like, every team had like seven consecutive possessions without scoring. I was like, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. It's, right, it's, right, it's right. It's early season basketball, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, but one area we, we talked earlier about response. And mm-hmm. I, I want to mention rebounding. That's something near and dear to your heart, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, out-rebounded 45-33 to 33 by Arizona. Mm-hmm. Last night, Duke won the rebounding battle 35-33 to 33 over, over a tough Michigan State team that's known for good rebounding. And they're a bigger team than Duke, obviously. A lot of teams right. are going to be bigger than Duke this year. But um, just, again, the response. Shire kind of called him out after the Arizona game and said, doesn't matter if you're big or small. Rebounding is about effort, Got about position, yep. want to, right? Yep. And here yep. you go. I mean, uh, Young had a much better game, seven rebounds. Tyrese Proctor was six rebounds from the, yep. from the guard position. Mm-hmm. That tells me yep. that that tells me what it's all about right there. Right, right, exactly. I mean, I don't know if we're going to have a game. I'm not sure if we're going to have a, a – I'll say not a game, a quality game against a, a good team that we're just going to be outstanding rebounding team. I'm not sure if we're going to, this team is made up like that. I think this team is going to be a team that's going to have to be scrappy. I'm going to, you know, fight for every single loose ball and 50 50 ball. And I mean, by 50 50, you know, either player has the ball, a chance to get the ball and I'm getting the ball. I think we're going to be that team where we have to have at least four guys in to try to get that rebound for us and then try to run down the court. Um, obviously, we might have chances like you know, against Bucknell. We might have a, a good rebound at night, whatever. But, I mean, against a good quality team, we're going to have to be that scrappy team. And I think the response from the Arizona game when we got out-rebounded, mainly because of Balo, um dealing with him, you know, putting the body on him. And now, all of a sudden, I start seeing, you know, guys were actually putting bodies on on, uh, on players from Michigan State. So, it, it was a point, a point of focus that I saw that, okay, I'm sure, you know, John got into him like, hey, we got to do better because we're not going to be able to have um, a big time, you know, rebounded. And that's what the next game I, I wish uh, I wish he had came to Duke because uh, Hunter Dickinson. Hunter, um, yes. Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. I yes. said this joker right here had 27 and 20 some rebounds. Oh, I'm like, if man. we had that guy right there, that would <laughs> fill a big hole. And I was over here looking like Ah, oh, you could have been hit right, right, right with us. And like, come on, right? But um, th- yeah, yeah. But we don't, we don't have a guy like that's going to be able to give us, you know, double digit, you know, rebounds in a night. And it's going to be consistently. Uh, we have, you know, guys who can do it here and there. But I'm, I'm saying consistently. But yeah. it's going to be a, a total effort for our guys every single night. And we got to be that scrappy, pesky, you know. I got to be around. I'm got my arms and hands in and digging out and loose balls and all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be that scrappy team. So we got to be That's that. right. Got to be in the, uh, in hockey, they call it being in the dirty areas. You got to, you got to be the in the dirty areas, the, the dirty areas, <laughs> the ice, dirty areas of the court, you know, 
under okay, the basket, okay. chasing after <laughs> chasing after long long rebounds off three pointers. You know, the guard yeah, getting yeah. out there and getting ahead and getting, getting right, somebody in, right, right, that kind of right. thing. So out out hustling. So yeah, the fifty fifty balls like you talk about. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a that's a football term too. It's, it's most basketball the fifty fifty. Okay, okay. Those are, that's the big thing. Wide receivers going after the you know the fifty fifty ball with a defensive mm-hmm. back. So I saw a lot of that last night, and Proctor was winning them. Um, uh, uh, Flip was winning them. Ryan Young was winning them under the basket where. You know, there's a Michigan State guy right there, you know, yeah, Carson yeah. Cooper or somebody like that. And he's able to get position and get it done. So big time response from the Blue Devils there. And they're gonna have to continue to have that edge. Um yeah. you're right. Yeah. Against teams like Bucknell, the next next few games they have here, Southern Indiana. Um, you know, they're gonna have more talent than those teams. So that shouldn't be a problem. But the next big test will come when they go to Arkansas mm. uh late in uh in November, late late this month. In the ACC SEC channels, and they get into Big Ten. Or, I'm sorry, uh, ACC play. Yeah, I'm up here in Big Ten country. The Big Ten headquarters is right next door to my hotel. So okay, okay, <laughs> <get right> over <laughs> there. <laughs> but uh, another on the theme of responses, we mentioned mm-hmm. Caleb Foster early. You said right, he he was basically invisible against Arizona. He didn't take to play 13 minutes. Like he had one rebound, didn't attempt a shot, didn't. Didn't do it. I mean, you know, just basically didn't have. He was out there, but yeah. wasn't productive at all. And um, he's a guy who's a freshman learning his way in college basketball. That was the first big time test. Mm-hmm. And Arizona, you know, kind of took him out of the game. He wasn't able to do much, and uh, he wasn't obviously the main reason Duke lost. There's lots of reasons, but there were some conversations, you know, with, with the coaching staff since then. And um, I'm, you know, they didn't. They didn't beat him up, and so because he's a freshman, he's learning, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But as John said last night, Caleb kept putting in his work over the last few days. He didn't, you know, he didn't get, he wasn't demoralized by it because he could have been overwhelmed and mm. thought, oh my, you know, do I belong here? He didn't have that thought. He just kept his work up, kept his work up, and then they uh, uh, they were able to get him in positions last night to to, to hit some shots. I mean, he had sixteen in the second half in those three quarters. Yeah. Yeah, just dagger, yeah. one dagger after the other, man. Yeah. He shot it with with confidence. He didn't right. look like he was hesitant at all. Did right, he? right. No, I mean, uh, the fact that you have a situation where it's kind of like welcome to Duke basketball moment. And that might have been his moment against Arizona where, oh, you know, do I doubt myself? Do I – am I good enough to be here I came across all this way from California to play, you know, here in Carolina, North Carolina, and I'm on a bigger stage and I didn't get a chance to do anything. I'm sure those thoughts ran through his mind. The fact that he responded the way he did against another top team. And on top of that, where the guy who's playing in front of him didn't have a big game and he took it upon himself, you know, McCain, he didn't have a big game. He took it upon himself uh, to, have a huge game in the second half, especially in the second half, where, like you said, he was playing with confidence. The guy, when I was looking at him, he was catch ready. Like, yeah. they swing the ball to him. He was already ready to shoot the ball. He knew what he's going to do. My purpose is here to come in and score. And if y'all not going to play me, I'm going to make you pay. And that's what he did. I think it was, was he four for five from uh, from three? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he had two big, big, Three points from the right right uh, corner, uh, mm-hmm. you know, late in the game when we need that, you know, the extra lead, not the extra lead, but you know, extend the lead. And the yes. fact that he was so ready and so confident in his game and his shot 
it led over to having a big second half, and that's what we needed from him. And I think especially since we didn't have that game coming from uh, Jeremy Kane. That's right. And the, those two three-pointers late really, like, put the game away. They were the yeah. two the yeah. two kill shots, if you want to say it, yes. uh, that, that, yeah. that extended that out. And Michigan State knew they were they were done. They couldn't – they weren't going to catch up. And he had two – the two three-pointers earlier in the half uh, were at a stage where Michigan State had kind of cut the lead back in. They were getting back within five, three – and uh, and boom, McCain hits one. Boom, he hits another one. Hit a jumper in the lane. You know, yeah, <clears throat> the only yeah. shot he missed was uh, he took kind of a heat check three. He was kind of covered. He kind of forced it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I see a young fellow. That's a, <laughs> why with the heat check there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, the guards had that uh, that green light. You know, we didn't <laughs> get that green light as big, but you know, uh, the good guards <laughs> they had the green light like that. But I, I did like the fact there was one play. Where the guy who was guarding went at him, and I think he wound up uh, hitting a three or something like that, whatever. And then almost either the next play or the play after, he goes right back at him and like that doesn't phase me. I'm I'm just as good as you, and knocked him down too. And I was like, okay, this guy, I can I can see I can see what uh you know he got the heart that grit about him. I can see that coming out now. So and it's just a matter of kind of pulling it out. And you know it's only game three, and we already seen it already. And so now. <clears throat> On the other side of the coin, we need to see that from Jared McCain. Yeah. I guess there's a real possibility here that, like, Foster will probably start the next game, maybe uh, instead of McCain. I mean, it, it, the way they're playing. It's possible. Right? It's, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we didn't uh, know that Sean Stewart was going to be the first guy off the bench until, you know, that game. You know, he had an energy game against Arizona, you know, yep. and then all of a sudden he got rewarded with the first guy off the bench. So we never know. Yeah, exactly. So now we have to see how McCain responds. Yeah, he's had two yeah. tough games in a row. Last night he was didn't make a shot. He was zero for five from the field, zero for four from three. Um, you know, didn't have any assists. He had just one turnover. But you know, he only played sixteen minutes because as that game was going on, it was clear that like Foster was ready for that moment. And yeah, McCain was having yeah. trouble. Yeah, so now yeah. let's let's see how he responds. Let's see. He's got a couple of days here of practice. They've got. You know Bucknell and uh, uh, again next week Southern Indiana um, and the, the tournament they're having at Cameron. So these are games where he can maybe try to get his footing, but he's going to have to let's see if he puts the work in like Caleb did right in, in the practice. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be conversations about that. I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> one thing I did notice when Caleb had hit, I think his second three, the back to back three, they had called it timeout, and I saw clearly that. Jerry McCain was happy for Caleb Foster. And I thought that was a good thing. You know, sometimes, you know, especially when you're young, you're kind of sulking in the moment because I'm not doing well. And it's not nothing bad against all of my teammates, whatever. You're kind of in your own world. And the fact yeah. that he's not in his own world and he's like, I'm, I'm genuinely happy. I'm seeing him smiling for you, whatever. I think that right there tells a lot about his character too. And I think his bounce back is going to be even a, uh, um, similar to what uh, Caleb Foster. And it's going to be a good problem to have where we have these guys that can be interchangeable at any point of time. And we can be a, a a good, fast, quick team that actually can score. So, I mean, I think it's a good problem to have, especially if we have good guys that's willing to do the work. I will be shocked if McKay doesn't have a strong bounce back. It may not be Friday night. He may not come out and score 18 points like Caleb mm-hmm. did last night. But I'll be surprised. No one just – I've only known him a little bit while here since he's been on campus, but mm-hmm. you know, the way he goes about things, he, he you know, he has a, a, a regimen to every day he wakes up, he, he meditates early in the morning. He clears, you know, clears the mind of all the negative energies and that kind of stuff. And, and I really think he'll put the work and he's, 
he's already a hard worker. Everybody says he's in the, he's in the gym at 6.15 in the morning. And um, so I'm sure he wasn't this morning after last night's flight home. But anyway, point is, <laughs> he'll put the work in, I think. I'll, I'll, I will be stunned if he doesn't come back and have solid performances going forward. Um, but again, you mentioned the, the, the guard rotation. And John, something else that John talked about post-game last night, John Shire, was, you know, they, they have – they're they're going to be able to rotate these four guys, you know, McCain yep. and and Roach and Proctor and Foster and mm-hmm. um, Jalen Blake's played a little bit, but he again he's the um, you got a depth guy there, a veteran you can yep. put in when you need it. He's he's going to make smart plays. He only played two minutes last night, but uh, there'll be other times when they're going to have to lean on him. We saw him last year have a couple of games where he scored 15, 17 points. It's in him to do that every yep. once in a while. So, boy, that's I mean, we talk about how. <clears throat> rebounding is, isn't going to be a strength. They're not a big team this year. They're a different team. And John keeps saying, this Duke team is going to play differently. They're going to be able to, uh, you know, rotate all these guards in. That's the strength of this team is mm-hmm. the depth in the backcourt. They're going to be able to right. come with people in waves, keep fresh guys in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's a good problem to have. I mean, especially with the, the, the ball handlers, the number of bar, ball handlers we're going to have. Um, being able to push the ball up every time, it, it just if we can get them all the rebound and get the you know loose uh, long balls, uh, that would be even better for us. You know, especially since uh, we have more uh, depth in the backcourt than we do in the front court, so you know that would help us out a lot. Uh, but the fact that um, we have these this many guards and ball handlers, it's a good problem to have. I mean, <laughs> you can't have too many ball handlers. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Like. And uh, the, you know, if we can get everybody on the same page, uh, at least two to three shooting the ball well, it's a yeah. problem every night. It's a problem every night. And looking at the long game here, looking to March, you know, uh, it's a, it's if you have good guards, you can go deep in the tournament. That's a big thing. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. if you're not strong in the backcourt, you're going to have a hard time, you know, advancing mm-hmm. yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Yes. Right? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, like, like again, uh, it's only game three. So, I mean, <laughs> no, we're thinking. It, yeah, it's only game three. So, I mean, these, <laughs> these guys got a, a long journey ahead of them, uh, especially uh, starting up uh, ACC uh, pretty soon. So, it's going to yeah. be, uh, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I, I'm I'm happy about this year. Uh, I'm happy about every year with Duke basketball, but I'm, I'm yeah. happy about this year. And I'm happy the fact that we did something a little bit out of the Duke norm and playing these teams early on. And, yeah. um, it, it was no time to real panic, you know, after the Arizona game. And the fact that we bounced back so so well against Michigan State, I think uh, I think this team's going to be doing something special. And I said the last game, like, if they, you know, just hone in those two things, I said, hey, we could be doing something special against uh, Michigan State, and we show that. Exactly right. Exactly right. You know, you mentioned uh, the ACC play. It starts December 2nd against at Georgia Tech. So, you're back okay. Then. In your neck of the woods down there in Atlanta. My neck of the so. woods, yep. yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, and also, speaking of Atlanta, yesterday ESPN officially announced next year's Champions Classic will be at State Farm Arena. Oh, in, uh, okay. In Atlanta. So there you go. All right. There another you go. one. There you go. Got <laughs> <laughs> to like that. Has it been, yeah. you know, it's been mostly rota- rotating between New York, Chicago, and Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in, in, in Atlanta. The second one ever was in, 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 uh, they played in the Georgia Dome. Back, that's how long ago it was. I remember Duke played Kentucky in that one. And uh, hasn't been back to Atlanta since. That was 2012. So okay. it'll be nice to get Atlanta back in the rotation, a little closer to travel for us. Yeah. <laughs> and for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely for me. I mean, 
I'm still old school. I like the whole Greensboro feel, you know, but that's what I was accustomed to, you know, three out of my four years was in Greensboro. One year was in DC and it felt, it felt different when I was in, you know, in DC yeah. for that. But uh, I like the yeah. fact that, you know, we drove 45 minutes down the road to uh, Greensboro. Yeah. So next year, uh, Duke will play Kentucky in the Champions Classic. So that'll be, that'll be a big one. And they, sometimes they call it Catlanta. But I mean, when I cover the SEC, so many uh, <laughs> fans come to Atlanta, they call it Catlanta. Catlanta, Catlanta. Duke's yeah, going to have to take over, aren't they, for that night? They're yeah, have to our, hey, our fans travel well, too. So, you know, it, you yeah. know they can scream all that big blue. But, hey, it'd be real blue. It'd be, a, you know, persevere. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, well, the next few games Duke has coming up here Friday night against Bucknell, uh, then the following Tuesday against LaSalle, and then the, the uh, day after Thanksgiving, that Friday, Duke plays Southern Indiana. Those are all at Cameron. It's part of the, the Blue Devil Challenge event that they're having uh, this year. Instead of going off on a big trip to Maui or Atlantis mm-hmm. or whatever, they're having their tournament at home. Uh, because I think because they played these two, you know, Arizona and Michigan State early, now you get to be at home a little bit, and then you go to yeah. Arkansas and Georgia Tech, back-to-back road games, uh, getting into ACC play. So um, that's a pretty good little stretcher. Duke will be able to learn about themselves very well, I think, and yeah. uh, that'll be that'll be good for them to be at home. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, that'll uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Believe in Duke podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Bet Online for sponsoring uh, podcast. We appreciate them. Appreciate our listeners. Everybody subscribing and. Uh, commenting on the podcast it's uh it's growing well and we appreciate you so sheldon good luck to you and your family here on the next few days i know you got a big event uh, pending and yeah, uh pending, we're thinking good, thing, good things for you on that man i appreciate um, it appreciate it yeah so uh we'll be back with another episode uh, uh next week uh heading into the LaSalle game and uh, we'll talk about bucknell and see how jared mccain responds and his, if caleb foster would keep it going all that stuff right all right it'll be good Yep, yep. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll join you next time. Let's go, Duke. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.